Hello Royals, welcome back to This Day in History. I'm your host, Sean Cavanaugh. There are no announcements for today, only Happy Wednesday. It's finally halfway through the week. Just two more days and then it's the weekend. Anyways, so let's get to the history. On this day in 1799, Napoleon Bonaparte staged a coup d'etat. This coup was successful and supplanted him as the dictator of France. When this coup is put into the larger context of the past decade of French history, it becomes shocking. When put into the context of the next century and a half of European history, it becomes even more shocking. With this, let's delve into France and Napoleon Bonaparte. Now, the French Revolution was a wild series of events that would take an entire semester of college to even begin to cover it all. With this, I'm going to try my best and summarize it quickly. The revolution took place officially between 1787 and 1799. It took place for many complex reasons, but the short of it is that everybody was mad at the monarchy. The peasants, the bourgeoisie, the aristocracy, and the philosophers were all mad at the monarchy. Their goals were simple. They wanted liberty, equality, and fraternity. A callback to the American Revolution slogan of life, liberty, and happiness. Fraternity was not found, though, as riots, fights, and skirmishes broke out among many groups in Paris. It came to a head when the royal palace was stormed, and Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette were arrested. When the two were later caught trying to flee France, they were tried and executed by guillotine. With the power vacuum caused by the execution of the monarch, a new form of government was ushered in. The National Assembly replaced the monarchy of France, however turmoil still followed. France entered the reign of terror, with wanton violence and beheadings all over France. This period ended in 1794, but left around 16,000 dead. From then on, France experienced political strife and economic downturn until Napoleon staged his coup. With that out of the way, where does Napoleon come into play in all this? Well, Napoleon was born on the island of Corsica, a small island off the coast of Italy. And before the question gets asked of whether Napoleon is technically Italian or French, he was French. I mean, he was a French citizen and he served in the French army. And the island was controlled by France. But that's just my opinion. Anyways, Napoleon served with the French army during the revolution, as I mentioned before. He quickly rose through the ranks due to his military prowess and expertise. Since the social hierarchy of the past was being broken, it allowed Napoleon to progress in his career. Napoleon especially proved his worth when he defended the French Directory, the new French government, after the National Assembly from an attack by royal insurgents. Two years later, he would use a military expedition to Egypt to help him finally take over France. Even though this expedition had failed, Napoleon still returned as a hero. He made use of the unpopularity of the Directory at the time and staged a coup with several of his allies. Thus, Napoleon became the first French consul. Only a short time later, through a referendum that was probably not fair, Napoleon was elected as the Emperor of France. I won't go into the history of Napoleon after this, as it's mostly just him making power grabs and land grabs across Europe. What I think is interesting to note from all this is the difference between the starting goal and the end result of the French Revolution. It initially started with seeking liberty and equality for all, and then ended with a military dictatorship. It's kind of sad that the French Revolution wasn't as successful as the American Revolution. I would also like to add that something else to note is that because of Napoleon and his power grabs, it shaped European history for the next 150 years. In fact, if you want to trace all the events and their causes from 1950 all the way back to 1800, you would end up with Napoleon. I'm not even joking. Napoleon was the root cause for a good chunk of European events. This is because after Napoleon was removed from power, there was a goal among Europeans to stop any large-scale war at any cost. The problem from this is that tension started to boil, and this boiled over into World War I. And as we know, World War I caused World War II. 
Of course, my theory has a lot more facets to it, but that's just a short version of it. Maybe I should do an essay on that for my senior year capstone project. Uh, that's a ways away, though, but I will keep it in the back of my head. Anyways, thank you for listening, Royals, and have a good Wednesday.